Morgan, that's also what happens when you start having kids, man. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. you're John Jones. You know, unless you're John Jones, you just get skinnier. Yeah, I didn't have kids, so that was yeah. Yeah, that's I mean me personally, but I you know Well, you know Well, you, I mean I wouldn't be able to hit a seventy four, so I yeah, yeah, you gotta be able to get around on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're speaking about the uh golf champion from this past weekend. Mr. Had a, two I, I over. Had hand, you yeah. had the hot hand, Mr. Two Won't over. Won't always 74. happen, probably not again. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here with Mr. John Jones, and we have a two-time offender on the podcast with us today from the Jersey Shore, Mr. Greg Morga. Dude, welcome. What's up? What's up, man? I have the same hat on and the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a year later. man. That's Dude, I hope you at least washed it, man. I hope you washed it. I know. I just have a necklace on now. So, you well, know, you don't have time to change or worry about a wardrobe with as many loans as you've been writing. No, it's for legit. Yeah. No, it's just XL instead of large. And it'll be XXL if, you have <laughs> if we have you on next year. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way life seems to work for us. Hey, hey, you have to have a wide screen. You know? Morgan, that's also what happens when you start having kids, man. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you're John Jones. You know, unless you're John Jones, you just get skinnier. Yeah, I didn't have kids, so that was yeah. Yeah, that's I mean me personally, but I you know Well, you know you, Well, I mean I wouldn't be able to hit a seventy four, so I yeah, yeah, you gotta be able to get around on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're speaking about the uh golf champion from this past weekend. Mr. Had a, two I, I over. Had the hot hand. You yeah. had the hot hand, Mr. Two Over. Won't always 74. happen, probably not again. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, Greg, the reason we, we asked you to come on, man, you have had uh, a pretty great week uh, for you and your business. Can you share with us, like, dude, how, how's your week been? So, I mean, you know, we had the Van Dyke Summit, so I was getting loans when I was out there to the point where Kara was like, hey, maybe you should just stay in Florida and work at a hotel. And I was like, talk to my <laughs> wife, I wouldn't mind. Um, but no, I was getting a lot of refinances this week. You know, um, I got three rate and term refis on Monday and Tuesday. Oh. I got four cash out refinances. Then I came home and three purchases were accepted. And uh, that was just from my team. Then, you know, like for me, then Carrie got her own loan. My LO's got about another four to five loans. And um, right before we went on, I got another cash out. So I think we got a total of about 12 to 13 deals since we left this week, which is probably one of the more successful weeks we've had since the beginning of the year, since race has gone right. and everything right. like that. I, mean, so, I want to jump in there on that. I was going to say, so if I'm doing the math right, you've got eight refinances that have come in just this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of them were like okay. people that I like, talked Greg. to stuff like that. But anyway, what were we going to say? Sorry. Uh, but I just, I don't understand. Rates are on the rise. Yeah, I was going to say, so rates are higher than they've been in like uh, 23 to almost 24 months, right? Where, where, at, uh, where, where were all these people in the last 23 months that they didn't hit you up? Well, I think it's a multitude of things. I think, um, I think the, 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 the necessity of the refi really is a market dependent. It just depends on your client, you know, and you just got to dissect them, you know, diagnose them, I guess you would say. Um, you know, so I had two of my rate and term refinances were actually, they were in the high threes from 2018, 19, right around there. And, um, you know, we talked about doing a 15 year okay. loan. Um, so 15 year loans, I was still able okay. to get them right under 3% with points paid, but I told them the benefits of doing that and showing them, you know, how much they could actually save an in interest accrued. 
right? And obviously their payments going up, but that's why they called me. They weren't calling me to save money monthly. They were calling me to save money on their loan. So I said, at this time, a 15 year gets you to where you want to be. So uh, they were absolutely happy with it. You know, um, one of them didn't have mortgage insurance. So it wasn't just taking their mortgage insurance off. The other person did. And then the third rate in term refi was just somebody that was at a 4.75. And I got them right under a point off and got their mortgage insurance off and saved them money too. Um, so that was the rate in terms. And then the cash out refinances wasn't about the rate. It was about what they needed to do. Um, and just having conversations about renovation and you know, fixing up their porch and letting them know that you should lock the rate now because they are going up, right? So we're talking mm-hmm. right a little bit, but talk about strategy because the contractors have taken 10 years to get your estimate. But if you have a budget in mind, like a serious budget in mind, like a limit, let's get you that cash out now before the rate's five and you're losing okay. $60 in monthly payment worth by the time you take it out. And you can just leave it in the bank. And if you don't use some of it, worst case scenario is you can always put it back to your principal. But you're probably going to use it for something, or you can use it for fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that so that's was, a cool that was, strategy. That was the base. That, that's a cool strategy. I want to talk about that for a minute. So, so the first advice that he's making is, hey, we don't know when the work is going to get done because contractors and supplies are backed up, and we don't know how much it's going to cost. So let's just take out the max cash that you need. Right. That'll get. It'll be. That'll be enough to get the work done. You can either do something else with the cash that you took out. Or you could just apply it to the mortgage. And I, I think a lot of people don't know that. I'm assuming, Greg, what you're talking about is the ability to do a recast. Not necessarily right. even a recast. I mean, even a principal reduction every month to a, to a mortgage or one time is going to drastically you know, change how long you're going to pay and how much interest you're going to pay on the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, depending on the amount you take out, right, it could be a recast. But I mean, I'm talking about even if they like took out 20000 more than they needed, I don't think a recast really is necessary. I don't think the amortization is going to drop so significantly. So just simply put it back into your principal if you want to, right? Most people don't, but they can. And I think just the idea that they can makes them feel more comfortable with not knowing the set budget is. And then I also show them more strategies too. Like a lot of people that need a new roof, but they, I had somebody that didn't think they had enough equity. They wanted to get their bathroom done. They wanted to pay off their debts and they wanted to fix up, uh, fix up their roof, but they didn't think they had enough equity. And uh, so I said, hey, did you know that when you get solar, they actually will do a roof for you for free? And I said, that could save you 10 to 15 grand right there and also lower your electric bill, which could take away maybe $150 a month, which is equivalent of taking out another 30,000 on average. And they said, well, I didn't know that. And then I said, yeah. And then, you know, we can skip a payment. You're going to get your escrow back. That's going to give you another five grand. There's some of your bathroom, right? And your debts are about $20,000. So instead of exceeding your, your cash out refi, we can keep you at a 70 loan to value, which makes the LLPA a little bit better for cash out refis, especially for lower FICO, save the money out of the equity and get them the same thing that they want, but doing it smart. And then it's not really about rate anymore. It's about strategy and making sure their money the right way. I think you you use the word strategy and I love that because what you're truly doing is he is advising, right? It's like we've been saying for a couple of weeks on this podcast, like we're in a season where you have to be a true professional because we're going to start to separate the great from the average, right? Or the great from the at-leasters or whatever you want to call it. 
And like he just gave us some really good examples of how he's consulting consumers mm -hmm. to make the choices that are best for them and their family and using the equity in their home to do it. So kudos to you, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, uh, you know, over the last two years, Thank rates, you. And I mean as low as rates dropped, you know, 18, 20 months ago, right? People were just thinking, I want to grab the low rate. And the loan officer, in many cases, was just churning deals so fast. Yeah. They didn't take time to say, hey, you know, I've noticed you've got three credit cards. You know, I noticed on your application you have two children. I mean, what's your plan for sending them? I mean, we didn't take those steps. It was just quick, easy. Here's your 2% locked and loaded. Now you have people now saying, hey, I did want to renovate. You yep. know, I do want to send kids to school. Yep. Uh, and maybe, by the way, maybe I want 12 months reserves of living expenses set aside in the bank that's going to make me sleep a little bit better at night. Sure. So there are a variety of reasons. And rate, as Greg said, Rate's never an issue when you have other reasons for getting that money. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's just the value proposition too that you're adding. Like you're showing that you actually know what you're doing and have value, you know what I mean? Like it's not just a sales job. I think the last two years, even though it was great for everybody, you know, it was really just more like, here's your rate, here's how you get there, and don't shop me, please, right? Um, I think now you're gonna see a lot of people that were just order takers and stuff like that. And I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just a different market. They're not going to be able to get their loans as quickly as yeah. possible, you know, and, and, and keep in mind, too, that none of these people I called first, they called me, these were referral based. So it shows you that like your Rolodex is still so important. But if you want to maintain that Rolodex and people sending you business, you have to be able to give more than just a rate of number. You have to be able to give the why behind something. And that's why I love cash out and finances so much more, because I feel like there's so much advisory opinion that give that's outside the, the paradigm yeah, of just what like your rate is an APR. I mean, you can start talking about investing into opportunity, you know, uh, the loss of opportunity, right? The loss of opportunity now is you don't use your equity and put it into appreciating assets, real estate, crypto, stocks, you know, bonds, something that gives you money. So why not, If you even if your rate goes up, if your dividend is higher, on return than what your rate went up, even if your payment goes up, you're still having a lost opportunity if you don't take that cash out because you're losing money that you gained for free. That was the whole point of buying real estate, right? It's an appreciating asset. Or why wouldn't we all rent? Why wouldn't we all rent and not have to fix our fridge and not fix our water and not fix our heat? We buy assets <laughs> so that we use them. And I think the paradigm shift in people's brains as far as financial advising is going from paying off your debt, right? And having no debt Two, using your debt wisely and having smart debt rather than bad debt. And I think that's really the kind of education piece that you need to have, but you need to believe in it in order to sell it. And I do believe in it. And I think more people should. That's the whole point of ownership is to be able to use your value and use other people's money, which is whether that's home equity, whether that's rental income to pay for your house, to buy more investments. Why not? This is the biggest money grab that you can possibly have. How many times in the world were you able to buy a house five years ago and have 33% increase in your equity? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, dude, you said something that blew me away. Uh, so you just said that you haven't made a single phone call to these folks to get these refis, that these are all inbound calls, people calling you yes. from referrals. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how are you getting your message out now? Are, are you doing any kind of mailers that, that are getting your phone to ring? Social media ads? What are you doing? So that I do mailers. Okay. 
I do mailers and stuff, but that's really more like product based. Like for example, you know, I've mentioned to you guys 15 times the solar. I'm really going heavy on solar refinancing right now. I'm I've also sent out mailers just for cash out refinance, but really those mailers are just to show people that I exist in the area. I would say yeah. that all these referrals are either past clients or family members of past clients or referrals from realtors and financial advisors and stuff like that. I haven't really had a I don't have a direct system set up yet, like direct business. It's I'm all still just referral based right now. Um, and you know, I'm trying yeah, I mean, not it makes to me think. Myself, I love, I... Sorry, I'm I'm not trying to show myself as a salesman, right? I want to advise. So when people reach out to me, the beauty of being a referral based is that you, you're not selling the product; you're just advising on the product, right? You're showing why the product can make sense. And not every single time do I get the deal. There's plenty of times when I don't, but I think I get more than other people don't because I think you just got to go a little bit further. You got to think differently and you got to show the person that you know what you're talking about, you know? And I think that's when they start really like believing in you and believing in what you're saying and are willing to, you know, go with it. Yeah. So I'm going to give an example from last week. Speaking of financial planners, I love this one. So, you know, in the scenario that I have that I want to share real quick is somebody that has, that's been in a home 10 years, never, never took advantage of a refinance. The rate is the same as the rate we're offering today, okay. right? So they paid into the mortgage for 10 years, um, 20 years left. They, they have a salary job, single person. If I go ahead and do a cash out refi today at the same rate, and we go ahead and pay all three credit cards and take an additional hundred thousand out, what would, what would that situation look like in 30 years? Well, the payment that she's paying monthly would stay the same. She'd have a she'd have no more credit card debt at high interest rates. The hundred thousand invested with a financial planner for thirty years when she's sixty five and retires at seven percent turns into one point five million. Mm. So you're setting up a you know setting up the consumer that that that's using the leverage like Greg talked about and the equity that you have in your home um, to plan for your future and your you know financial success you know 30, 20, 30 years down yeah. the road. So their mortgage payment today after the cash out refinance. Is, taking a hundred thousand the same mortgage payment, but, but they've eliminated all of the credit card payments. Yeah, just and, and again, okay. this was about twenty five thousand in credit card debt, nothing substantial, um, you, you know. But just how those numbers, and again, the rates the same that she has now. So I mean, why not take an opportunity yeah. to look? Now again, we're not telling people. And Greg, you mentioned this earlier: take a hundred thousand and go on vacation, right? Travel the world for two years because that's gone. But take the money and actually sit with a planner, mm -hmm. right, and put it to work for you. So, you know, whether that be in starting a business or just investing for your retirement, yeah. you know, but and now is the opportunity. All we right. have massive equity in our, in our real estate today. So, you know, be creative like he, like he talks about and really look at some strategies that can help you, you know, create massive wealth. Yeah. So just a little, well, like a tidbit just for example and i might not know the exact number so anyone out there that hears this and says i'm wrong i'm just estimating guys all right but typically the s p 500 historically gives about a seven to eight percent return right so yep, yep. that's a higher return than four percent four point five percent five percent three point eight seven five percent three point seven five percent right <laughs> so you're winning right if you just want to make it that simple now i'm not saying everyone should go out and just take out cash and put it into the yes. s hundred like you know we don't want to just do that that quickly but you know, talking back to like people that want to limit like hey what monthly payment are you comfortable with no matter what all right okay it's x well x gives you 
$90,000, right? If you think you're, you're, you know, you're going to do your, your, your house and you think it could cost between 60 to 90,000, let's say you got a deal and it costs you 45,000, right? Now you have something else you can think about with that 45,000 besides just putting it back into your mortgage. Maybe you yeah. take 20,000 and you put it into, you know, put it into a stock. Maybe you take the whole thing. Maybe you go buy Bitcoin. I don't know, but you can do it. And you're doing it at a lower rate now, historically, than you could have. And you're you know, as less the rates go yeah. high like they were in 2007 and six, you are winning on a dividend standpoint. But you have to have the right people to talk to, CPAs, financial advisors, and that's why it's so important for lenders to have these people at their disposal because they're the kind of people that could give you an extra value gain. Where now you're not really talking about mortgages, yeah. talking about investment. Yeah. So you're kind of working as like a team. I mean, keep in mind whether you have, you know, 100% equity in the property or your maximum finance, that asset grows at the same rate of return. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you might as well take that other money and leverage that somewhere else. You're still going to gain 5% whether you have have it fully mortgaged or, you yeah. know, or 50% paid off. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something real quick. If you took the word mortgage out, and you took out all the news about rates and interest rates and stuff, and somebody went up to 10 people and said, you all can take out $100,000, right? And your payment would be minutely different compared to what you're paying right now. How Boom. many of those 10 people would take? Take, I, I take think, the money, man. Yeah, I think most, you're saying if you they're eliminate not. the word mortgage, that they're more right. likely to say, hey, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, and obviously you still want to explain to them everything. We're not saying that, but what I'm saying is the basic concept of being able to take money right? That isn't from income. It's from an investment that you've had and being able to take that out and invest in more and make dividends off of that and not even affect your payment that much relatively, right? If you took out the word interest rate and mortgage, people would mostly do it. They say, why wouldn't I do that? Right? So we have the highest equity position probably right now of all time, right? Ever. History, yep. You know, it's that simple. It's that simple, but you, you can't just tell people to take out cash and not give them any value. That's why you need that Rolodex of people that take it a step further. But you also need to know yourself a little bit more than just telling them the monthly payment and the interest rate, or then that's what the conversation is, and then you'll lose the clock. Yeah, and, th and that goes back to the point I was making earlier. Like, you've got to be a true professional. I think we can tell we've been talking to Greg for about 15 minutes. Like, he's taking a consultative approach as he's talking to consumers about, the equity that they have in their home and how they can make it best work for them. That, that makes the conversation no longer about the rate really, or maybe even the payment, you, you know? And, yeah. and I, I think it's about the benefit I yeah, mean, what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And, and I think, it. you know, in the market we just came out of, you, you mentioned, you know, 20 months ago or whatever, there was no really selling or consulting. It was, hey, people, you know, people, people, I want to refinance, give me the low rate. Missed the opportunity. I mean, in many <laughs> cases, right? You could have back then, you know, got locked in at 2%. Why, why were you just refinancing? Why weren't you pulling out money at 2%? I mean, you talk about the S&P at 7%, 8 Yeah. I mean, if you had done that at 2%, I mean, you always need to be thinking about leverage and where can I earn more if I took money from this at this rate and applied it to this yeah. at that rate. Yeah. I think one of the other things you think about is, you know, you guys throw rocks at me if I'm wrong, but, you know, a cash out refinance does come with a little bit of a higher rate than yeah. a regular rate in term. And I think, you know, right now we see rates on the rise, which would tell me, you know, normally when they rise, eventually they fall too. You know, I think in a couple of years, Greg's even going to be in a position where he can rate and term some of these folks 
and even get them into a better payment than they have now after having done everything that they needed to do at the state state and life that I'll take it right a step for, I'll take it a step further with the equity that I anticipate over the next year or two or three we all know that in the next five years we're short you know it's a supply demand issue housing is still predicted to increase right each year year over year we're not looking to take a step back in value mm -hmm. if you're able to refinance in two years and you take a cash out today at two percent explore other options then too yeah. I think the, the point is that whenever you have an opportunity to refi, look at look at everything. Ask the LO or the bank that you're working with, hey, what else should I be looking at? What else am I missing in this opportunity? Yeah. I mean, you are going ahead and paying closing costs. Should I take 50000 and put it in the bank for reserves? Should I go ahead and plan for retirement? I have this month, you know, really sit down and, you know, and put some thought to it instead of just, hey, I locked in at 2%, but yeah. I should have, would have, could have. Let me touch upon about closing costs because that's obviously people's main concern too, right? You should be paying as least amount of closing costs as you possibly can when you do this. I really do believe that with a cash out refi, you really shouldn't worry. You should take the free rate, right? You, But I also explain what closing costs are because some of them really aren't closing costs. We just have no other term for it. To me, in my opinion, paying taxes and collecting for something that you were already going to pay for isn't really a closing costs because you were going to pay it anyway. We're just using your equity that wasn't earned from income, it was earned from your house appreciator to cover that cost so yeah. that you don't have to pay it out of pocket. Same thing with your homeowner's insurance premium, right? Okay. If they really don't want to collect an escrow and save that couple of thousand, I have had cash out refis and rate in terms not do an escrow, but then they have to understand it's a little bit more risky and that same rate might cost them yeah. a little bit. You know, but they'll still yeah. say, the or I mean, my, my feeling is, is, yeah, I think when we were doing a lot more rate and terms in the market, we were encouraging borrowers to use cash on hand to set up their escrows, knowing that they would be getting a refund of their old escrow account. And, you know, the same truth in lies they with a cash out well. refinance as well. Right. But there's always cool. be a cost to everything, you know, and my bottom line is you're still getting it. It's an opportunity. That, you know, there are most people out there in the world getting $50,000 into their hands is life changing. You know, even 20000 for some people is, is life changing, right? So, Correct. some amen. Do what they got to do to get that money. So, if you're talking, if your main conversation is closing costs, great, right? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. That's not what this opportunity is about. And going back to John's point, you know, it's all about your market. Your op, you know, what is the opportunity? Last year, the opportunity was to get the, the lowest rate of all time and keep your mortgage forever, right? But nobody expected this equity move. Nobody expected it. Nobody expected the rates to be 2.875. I remember when they dropped to 3.875 and everyone was going, oh my God, we got to lock as many people as we can. Yeah. No one expected a month later, based on the circumstances, whatever, barring all that, for the rates to go to 2.625 four months later. Yeah. So there are still people that should keep that rate and not take out their money because maybe they don't need it. But for the people that maybe their life would be better because they took out cash, forget what you did last year. We're in a different world. For the people that didn't take advantage of the lower rates, there's still opportunity. And yes, rates will be lower at one point. Everything is cyclical, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about what you can do right now because the only thing that yeah. is... Guaranteed is the present. And if I can give you money and you can invest it wisely or do something to your house or change your life in some bet or pay off debt, that's a win. And honestly, that's what the cash out refinance is about right now. It is not yeah. about rate and it's not about closing costs. It's about opportunity. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah it I, reminds me. I mean, I'm going back a ways. But Greg, you were probably still in middle school when this happened. But back uh, when rates were a little bit higher substantially, I mean, rates were at 10%, 12 14%. But there were plenty of companies in the late 90s, early 2000s that were doing mailers. And they were doing 125 loans. And those, I mean, that, that rocked everybody's world. Again, it's not about the rate, but it's about paying off consolidating yeah. debt. And, and we're in a market with high record inflation. We haven't had inflation like this since, you know, it's, been, 40, it's years. 40 years, right? So the consumer, the average consumer that has a paycheck, meaning it's an hourly wage and or salary, they get paid every two weeks and they know exactly what's going to come through yep. that bank, right? And those I, people, those people, because of inflation, we're starting to see credit card debt right, nationwide cards, is yeah. starting to trickle up a little bit. Their credit is still in good shape in many cases because they're able to make those payments but more and more, you know, they're going to sleep at night, starting yeah. to think, hey, we, Christmas is over now. This isn't going away. Y you know, we've got to come yeah. up with a plan with here a plan. to really get back to square one. And, and like Greg says, a lot of times people might do it again. We, we encourage people to refinance, pay the debt off, and cut the card. Uh, you know, but if it, if it gets them out of a bad, hairy situation today, mm -hmm. I mean, you need to reach out to somebody, a local lender. And, and if you are struggling getting everything paid, you know, maybe it's time to yeah. Uh, fix that. Yeah. So I just think, you know, we're, you know, we, we want to help loan officers out there not have blinders on to what's going on. And by blinders, I mean, like the, the consensus, I mean, consensus is an unfair word, but the, there's a lot of folks out there who think that with the increase in interest rates that we're having, it's not a refi, that it's not a refi market. And, and what Greg is showing us is, Hey, if you truly are their lender for life, these are the types of conversations that you're having. Yep you know, in helping them do what's best for them and their family. And we're doing people a disservice. Not asking the question. Not that asking the question at fly yeah. right? Yeah. What else would you do? Yep. What else would you do? What else would you do if you paid off this debt? What yeah. else, what could you, you know, do? Many, you know, how many people have kids and are thinking about college five, 10 years from now? And you know, if they had 20 grand in the bank, 529 college prepay, right? For your kids. You know, then they don't have to do student loans, which have astronomical, you know, interest rates and people can't pay them off. I mean, there are so many things that you could do for now in the future with equity that was literally handed to so many people at like a rate that they'll probably never see again. You just have to think differently. You have to think about life. We got to take mortgage out of it and just see the mortgage as a mechanism to get them the bigger goals. And I yeah, think I mean, if that paradigm of thinking changes, you could have more refinances this year than you did last year. Yeah, I mean, I really you, you take it like a financial planner advisor. Yeah, we've all been there. We we all know the conversation and how many of us follow lead by that. Mm -hmm. How how many months of reserves do you need? on income. What are they average, right? Minimum of six. Mm -hmm. They prefer that you have cash on hand 12 months 12 out. Months, yep. I would bet that, you know, less than 5% of homeowners have cash in the bank a year's yeah, worth to cover a loss of job, you know, in some, you know, sudden instance where you can't work. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, the cash out is going to make a family sleep better yeah. at night. And you, you just never know. Sorry. That's how you solidify more relationships. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's how you solidify more relationships with financial advisors because you could say, listen, you just, you know, let's take this money out and go talk to somebody. Maybe you're starting a family. Maybe you have a family. Maybe you lost a job. 
Who knows? Maybe you had to pay off all this debt and now you don't have money. You didn't know that it was in your house. There are so many people struggling out there right now that have untapped money just sitting there waiting for them. And I mean, you could go on and on and on. I could do this all day. You could name name a topic and I could give you a reason why I cash up. If you are struggling out there and you are a homeowner, you have opportunity. You need to truly do yourself a favor, you know, a, a service and, and reach out to somebody that can help you, whether it be your financial planner and or mortgage professional yeah. and ask, and what, say, what could I do? Planner, talk to a planner because I don't know what to do with your money. All I know is, is that there's people out there that can make your life better with that money. If you yeah. just give to them. So that's what yeah. we do. But you also need to know a little bit. You can't just throw it all out on somebody. Right. But, you know, I'm not a tax professional and I'm not a financial advisor, but I do know that assets are king. And if you have assets, yes. you, can, you can do more with your life. Yep. So. Cash is king. Cash if is you're king. a loan officer right now, you're out there doing, doing mortgages and somebody says, Hey, I think I should talk to somebody about refinancing. Don't let it be about rate. Don't let them tell you my rate is 2%. And you say, Hey, rates are, rates are at four. You know, it's not worth you doing ask those questions, probe a little bit, dig in and really truly find out what their point of pain is. If there is any, if they have no debt and they're at two, then they stay at two. That's the advice that you give. But if you dig in and find out, hey, we we just maxed out our credit cards, man. During COVID, we know my wife lost a job. We got behind on some stuff. We're still paying, but you know, we're in some pain right now. We've got to get this stuff wiped out. So, you know, I'm really dig deeper. It's not about rate. Yep. Mortgages by Morga. What is there anything else that you want to share with us on on this subject? Hey, you know what I want you to touch on a little bit? If you're out there doing home improvements of any way, shape, form, whether it's windows, doors, solar panels, roofs, right? You talk about home improvements. Many of us have gotten loans. And some, in, in a lot of cases, those aren't at, at very attractive interest rates. And there yeah. are programs out there. Um, you know, to help help with that financing and as opposed to having, you know, maybe nine, fifteen percent rates on some of that yeah. some of that debt. Greg, you want to talk about that I'll, a little bit? I'll with, yeah, I'll end with this actually. Um if there was one piece of advice I could give out there to loan officers, whether they're new or whether they're they've been around and they're worrying about, you know, a Rolodex and everything right now. I think a really, really strong Rolodex to build right now is contractors of all sorts, you know, a glass guy, a roofing person, a solar consultant, a general contractor, you know, anything that has to do with renovation right now, I think it probably would be in your best interest, a financial advisor to get that kind of Rolodex right now. So that when you do mention these things, like I talk about, I also have people that I can refer them to that can further solidify what they're doing with their cash out refinance. And that takes it away from you being a product Mm -hmm. and turns you into a mechanism to get what they're getting done. So I have solar consultants, right? I have contractors that are in my area. I have uh, a glazier, my dad, but I do have one. He does bathrooms. He does shower doors. I have an electrician I can call. I have a plumber, right? Um, I don't use them all every day, but if there's somebody out there with any kind of thing that they need to get done with their house or improve it, I have somebody that I can give them that can solidify what I'm talking about, whether it's price them out, estimate them. And now it's not just a thought in their head. It's an actual thing that's moving forward. And I think that would be a huge Rolodex to work on right now, because now they're also going to give you business because what do they do every day? They give estimates. And what's the easiest way? I want a kitchen. I want a kitchen done and it's 50,000. Now, next step, how am I going to pay for it? 
yeah, how am I going to pay for it? Well, why don't you not touch any money in your bank and use your house? And I have a guy. Yep. Like these are the relationships you need to work on right now. You know, <laughs> because the equity is there and it's just sitting there for people. They don't know about it, right? And your Rolodex, those people that you reach out to, those contractors don't know about this opportunity either. I guarantee it. And you could be their guy. And that could be the difference of you getting two or three or four loans more you know, and not, and, and that and could be the difference between them getting two or three more jobs, getting a couple more yeah, jobs. Yeah. You're making sure they get a couple more sure. jobs. Yeah. You know, and then you're not relying on this purchase market with low inventory and rising, you know, rising home prices and 50 deals going out, only one getting accepted. Now you have a different yeah. way that you can shift and hedge and still get business. Yep. Dude, nice job, Greg. Listen, first of all, man, I appreciate you stopping everything that you're doing. You've had an incredibly busy week to jump on here and break off some knowledge for um, our listeners, man, you, you killed it again. And uh, I'm sure a bunch of people, if you're watching, man, you, you I hope you were writing down yeah. as fast as Greg was talking, because he just gave you a couple of ways to help you make 22 your best year ever. Yeah. Dude, we appreciate you being collaborative and sharing with everybody. Listen, we, you know, iron sharpens iron. I say that all the time. So thanks for, for helping us sharpen ours. So, amen. you know, uh, on behalf of Greg and John, Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. If there's anything that you need, please know we're always here to serve.